to know when I was telling people at work. And I started yesterday. It started. Everybody started to wake up and start realizing it was the weird. It's not necessarily uh, good for keeping the status quo of society, but then I realized that's not exactly what I'm about because they're all starting to get very upset and they're talking about, oh uh, yeah, they are. They're starting to talk about, oh, it, it started the snowball effect of going, oh, and I can't believe, you know, the companies don't take care of you and I can't believe, you know, it's like they're now taking the words I was saying and going with it. And it's causing this level of dissatisfaction with the way things are and this level of unification between them because they're not talking about, you know, I'm a Republican or I'm a Democrat or I support Trump or I think Trump is stupid or I'm a Christian or I'm not a Christian or they're not talking about that. They're talking about the things that actually are unifying them. Hmm. And that's what needs to happen. But it's like, it's like the inoculation. It's like they just got a shot, just a few words, just a few thoughts, and then their own brains are taking it and they're talking about it to their friends. It's just, it, I was, I, I, you know, I stepped out on a limb and I started talking about things that were pretty, maybe slightly controversial and it, they're taking it and it's having an effect. So it's almost like you have to keep that momentum, like keep getting everybody inoculated against the virus, inoculated against the fact that they're trying to help us stay in a dualistic state. It's pretty amazing. Yeah, and so while you were saying that, I was thinking about my music and how uh, I'm trying to break through barriers of everything in music just being a tiny little niche. And a lot of artists, they that's specifically how they operate. They're like, you know, I'm Celtic fantasy metal, and this is what I do. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, they pinpoint those people, and the weird thing is it works. But it, that doesn't work that way for all artists. And when I compose, uh, I don't want like a, a style. Uh, I don't start from that. I start from what do I want to feel? Right. And that's so much different than going, oh, I compose hard style music or this or that or whatever it may be. It's um, And I recently got some reviews done for my music and... I found it interesting that there was all these uh, different genres that I wasn't expecting to be seen in my music by the the reviewers and people that are listening to it. And then I started looking at, because uh, it gives a lot of information and it said, like, uh, these listeners that liked your music also like this genre. And stuff came up that I just completely was not expecting. But... It's a good thing. Because uh-huh. you're not fitting in a box. You don't want to fit in a box. No. You want to be boxless. Because um, even just from an artist's perspective, it's so limiting. It's, it's, it's like a box or a cage. It uh-huh. feels like a cage to me when uh-huh. somebody goes, oh, yeah, you're creating metal. That's metal. You're He's like, that's what you're doing. <laughs> and you're going, no, I'm not Done. anymore. I'm so much more than just this. <laughs> but people want people to fit in a box because then they feel safe. And it's human psychology, let's yeah, be honest. You know, uh, the human mind wants to go, oh, I understand that person. They're this and this and this. But don't you think we're trying to make a bigger box? 
if we have to have a box, the box can be bigger. The box can be bigger than gender. The box can be bigger than race. What we're trying to do is either get rid of the box or make it a very, 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 very big box, which encompasses everything. If you have to have a box, might as well encompass everything. Because what happens is we get the little boxes that are like, I'm a this and you're a that. And then you're like already t- dueling in perspective and you're not seeing the bigger box that contains all the little boxes if you have to have a box or the fact that there really isn't a box. And that keeps people feeling alone. That's the other thing I see in everybody. When you really get to their core, every single person feels alone. Sometimes they don't feel alone in their spiritual practices. You know what I mean? They may feel connected to whatever they're connected to, and that is how they would quantify, I am not alone. But if you say, what about with other people? Yeah, I feel pretty alone. I don't think That's I'm... where it really comes out yeah. uh, from what I've seen. Yeah. And it's because we've got so many divisions, so many polarizing aspects of our culture. It's it's uh, it's kind of hard to get out there in the real world and, and make the connections that you need to if, if you're subscribing to all those dualities. Correct. So uh, you have call to, it what you will. So you have to get out of the dualities and... See the commonality. It's kind of like, um, that's why I like pets so much. Dogs, cats, they they don't have any of that mess. <laughs> and we're not really, I think we are artificially infected with more than what would naturally be occurring. I think the media, yeah. I think the governments, I think everybody is artificially infecting us with more of the duality than we would naturally if we were just didn't have any influences than we would naturally have. And I see it this way. It's kind of like when you think about uh, you think about something like politics, very polarizing, right? Especially yeah. in this country. And so you take something like that and then you take someone, anyone, you move them out into the woods and have them camp out. Yeah. <laughs> All that stuff falls away. Right. Because if you were just out camping, well, now you're no longer attached to any of those things that were in society and all the broadcasts right. that you were subscribing to. And if you had real conversations with people, do you know what I mean? Where you actually, even for 10 minutes, just have a real conversation with a person instead of posting your opinion or your responses to different things on all the different forms of social media, mm. it would be a completely different situation, too. And yeah. people would not feel so alone. So a lot of times on social media, people feel alone. Well, that's the dark side of, of social media. On one hand, the so- social media provides a lot of different uh, ways to tap into different groups, but there's that dark side of it that it tends to bring out the worst in some people. But even if you're tapping into different groups, it's how you're tapping into them. Yeah, yeah. Because it's, it's, it's artificial, right? Correct. It's, um, and I heard, um, I heard this one statement, um, I don't remember where it came from, but it was saying that, uh, through these different social networks, uh, the they measured like people's uh, level of happiness in their 
being involved in, in social networks uh-huh. and the quality of their friends. Right. The quality is usually much less. Even though you've got a thousand friends on Facebook, right. the quality becomes extremely diminished in that environment. Whereas when the few friends on Facebook that you actually went out to that club and hung out with and had the rich relationship with that's right. in real life, right? <laughs> not in the digital uh, you know, online world, that's, that's the difference. And the, people, the reason people like to watch things or listen to podcasts rather than just read like comments and things on whatever, Facebook or anything else, is because when you read something, there's no intonation, there's no inflection, there's no pauses, there isn't any of those things. So to really get a feel... It's harder to get a feel, unless it's a really good writer who's posting that blog, a feel for what's going on. Because one phrase could mean one thing, or it could mean a completely different thing. And it's not a conversation, right? No, it isn't. And people can get... It just adds to that feeling of alone that everybody has. It, even though you feel like you have like a lot of friends on Facebook, why do you still feel alone? Well, because what kind of a connection is it? What level is that connection? It's shell, usually. And usually they're not talking, usually, they're not talking about deeper subjects. Yeah. And that is really what has to go on. We're so busy with our lives just trying to make it. We're so busy just struggling to pay the bills, keep food, feed our families, take care of ourselves, paycheck to paycheck. Very rarely, every now and then, save, but then, okay, car breaks down. Now, there went the savings. Most Americans are like that. And it's not the way it's supposed to be. And it was, got totally brought home with the whole thing when my son rode a train out in California between Emeryville and Sacramento, and on the train track, along the train tracks were lots and lots of encampments with all age brackets because they couldn't afford a home. It's not like they're, you know, bums or drug addicts or anything necessarily. They can't make a generalization about that. They just can't afford a home out there. But they have jobs, but those jobs don't provide enough income to rent or anything a home. And what country is that? And why aren't people talking about that? I mean, I don't... Because that's what you expect from a third world country. Right. And we're not supposed to be that. Nope, we're not supposed to be that. But that's not being talked about. No. We're talking about things that, on the planetary level and on the personal trying to end duality level, are stupid. There's no other way to say it. They're just stupid. Stupid distractions. Totally distractions. That for some reason have been working quite well. Oh, it's psychology. In the book Sociology of War, the best way to control a populace is to get them to be upset with different factions within that country. So thereby uniting people on a very low level and against each other. Because then they're so busy being upset with each other about politics or belief systems or genders or they're talking about that and they get all impassioned about that and 
the powers that be, the governments or whatever, the corporations, the corporations, the 1% can move the chess pieces without them even knowing they're being moved. And that's why the news, whenever there's some natural disaster, that's the thing to look at. Look at the stuff that's coming across the news. There's a natural disaster. A natural disaster will unify people because it affects everybody indiscriminately. They don't, you know, a natural, an earthquake doesn't say, oh, I'm only going to affect the Christians, or oh, I'm only going to affect the women, or oh, I'm only going yeah. to affect the people of color. No, it's like, blah, everybody. So everybody gets united. Oh, my gosh. But they don't put those stories on for very long. They blow, it's a blurb. And then look at how many stories are talking about things that are divisive. They polarize. Duality everywhere. They just love those stories. Unfortunately, it makes for good headlines, but it uh, doesn't really do us any good anywhere other than if you like cheap entertainment like that. Right, exactly. Because <laughs> that's what it comes down to, cheap entertainment. It's a distraction. To keep people distracted. It's a total distraction. How many, how many, everybody, everybody has someone who has student debt, knows someone who's going to have student debt. Everybody probably knows somebody who cannot retire. They don't see retirement in there. Everybody knows somebody who's older and doesn't have a home, like their own home, where they're having to live with other family members, you know, siblings or parents or... Or work till you die. Or work until you I die. Mean, no retirement. That's... It's happening. And that is not the way life is supposed to be. We are not supposed to be in that place. It is not supposed to be this much of a struggle. There's not supposed to be a 1% that is making so much freaking money, and the corporation's making so much freaking money, and they don't really care. Okay, you're getting close to retirement. You're at that edge where we'd have to start paying more to you for once you retire. We're going to fire you and hire somebody younger. And then you're going to be like 60s and have to try and figure out where are you going to work now? And how are you going to pay for the bills? How are you going to pay off your kid's college education that you took a loan out on? I mean, it's not... Right. And we're not talking about those things. We're talking about Trump being impeached. We're talking about, you know, different rights of different smaller groups. Not to say those aren't important, but they're a distraction. They are not to the level of people being poor in this country or people being unable to retire in this country or people not having health care that they can afford in this country. If we spent the time unifying ourselves across all boards, in that respect, I believe that 1% would be pretty scary. Scared of us. It would be scary to them. Because, oh, but it's so much fun probably for them to just sit back and watch us go, oh, I want you to use the personal pronoun he. Or, oh, I want you to realize that, you know, my rights as a female have been totally infringed upon. Not to say that they haven't, but great, I understand, we're working on it. What about all the homeless people? What about global warming? Oh, is that, is, is what you're personally called more important than what's going to, the planet is going to be like for your children? No, no one would say that. No one would honestly say, yeah, life or death depends on the fact of how, you know, I'm viewed. No, life or death doesn't depend on that. Life or death depends on the fact that our planet is at a critical moment, and if we decide to stay divisive against each other and not unify and embrace the fact that everybody's different, 
but that doesn't mean they're less and unify for the reasons we need to unify. Instead of fighting over things that we just shouldn't be making a thing out of. Great. I great. I'll call you whatever personal pronoun you want. Great. I will embrace whoever you are. And now that I've embraced who you are and you've embraced who I am, and even if we don't agree on all those little things, we all agree on the fact that everybody knows somebody who can't retire. Everybody knows somebody who has student debt. Everybody knows somebody who's suffering a health crisis. Talk about that. Talk about that. And wake up. My hope is that enough people listen to this because they can feel what we feel and that these this dualistic nature in our culture is just it's just pushing us to a point of no return and we have to in my mind we have to find a way to and I don't want to say anything cheesy like you know tolerate other people yes. or or coexist like the bumper sticker but it's it's true we have to we're all on this planet together needing to tolerate and work right. with and respect one another and yet so many people are caught up in this uh, shit slinging fast. Yes. Is what it's come down to. Yes. And it's a waste of time and energy. We're all one body made up of different cells. Hmm. All of us are part of the same unification theory, the same energy. But we're all different cells, just like different cells within the human body. So I've heard this, um, I've heard this, uh, particular. Uh, analogy uh, from you before expand upon that a little bit more because I think that really it really cuts to the root of things so we're, yeah we're all part of the same body use the analogy of a body everybody is their own cell within the body and there's different body parts so there's the heart cells and the lung cells and the brain cells and the eye cells and the earlobe cells and the you know the cells that grow hair and the fingernail growing cells and the knee cells and the liver cells and all those are different cells part of the same body now if you're part of a liver cell and you meet somebody else who's another liver cell all of a sudden the resonance is there oh my gosh this person completely understands me i don't even have to like you know, discuss things. They're on the same page. They're part of that same organ, that same group of cells, right? And then maybe the you or that group of cells meet another, like, okay, the kidney cells. Well, you don't really vibe with them as much. You couldn't really, like, hang out as much as you could, but they're still part of the same body. And the body would die if you didn't work together. Still both are necessary for the function. Yes. You can't really go, <laughs> for I'm life sorry. to continue. Exactly. I am a liver cell and I am damn proud of it. And I'm not going to talk to you or work with you kidney cells. Well, there goes the body. It's dead. Because <laughs> you can't just function on it just a no. kidney, right? Right. You can't. It's like, you know, walking liver around. No. So people have to understand that we're all part of a body. You may not get all the other cells, 
but we all have to work together okay. and unify to for as a whole because that's really what we are energetically. People don't see that, but we really are a whole part. Each little part is their own spark, but we're part of a whole energy. You see, that's why I really like that particular uh, analogy because it, it really sums it up for me. Because when you can see things uh, uh, as a like a, a system of systems, and they all have different components to operate, I mean, you could use the same sort of thing with cars. Yeah. Or anything. Anything really. Any kind of a system. And the and the and the liver cells don't go over to the kidney cells and try and convert them. Because then you just have a very large liver and a very dysfunctional body. There needs to be kidney cells. There needs to be liver cells. There needs to be heart cells and lung cells and eye cells. And we can't say, this is the one truth and we all have to be an eye cell. <laughs> I mean, you can just imagine without, no. So, but we, what we've learned is that we have to work together. If we're going to make any change on this planet, any change on any level of energy... It has to be that the system is working together towards that. So the first step to work together towards that is to get rid of the divisiveness, get rid of the duality, start having all the different parts of the body talk to each other and move in a direction to save ourselves and the planet. Period. On a spiritual level, on an actual physical level, all levels. So I want to share something I was thinking of when you were going over the uh, that human uh, anatomy cell to cell sort of analogy, and that is that uh, with with music. Um, I recently had a, a review done, and it's, it's like a crowd review, and all sorts of different people from uh, different backgrounds review your music and tell you what they think, and so. I got a lot of different perspectives and it was what I needed as an artist to receive because on one hand I need some feedback so that I can realize what I'm doing well and what maybe I'm missing from my music and I got a lot of that. Um, but the thing that I really picked up on is that as as an artist, as someone that's creating something, I realized that uh, one person can absolutely love what I'm doing and be completely in tune with it. Yep. And then, and here it is, that they they, I, they gave me a good ranking. So that's, I know my music has worth to a large amount of people. But on the other hand, there were also people that reviewed my music that were like, you need to go back to the drawing board. This is terrible. Right. <laughs> like they just did not like it at no. all. And so... It, it was helping me because I was realizing, okay, not everyone's going to dig what I'm doing. Not everyone's going to understand what I'm expressing artistically and and giving to the world. Some people are just going to be like, eh, you know, it's not of interest to them. But that doesn't mean that what I'm doing doesn't have value. And I feel like our culture is so entranced by uh, the opposites and and I feel like that's a good word perhaps even opposition you know having seen someone opposite of you in any relationship and making a judgment and and judging it as 
okay, that's something that I need to get rid of, or that's something that I need to hate on, or whatever. The thing that breakthrough for me with this recent crowd reviews is that I realized it's okay. Mm-hmm. There's going to be people that feel completely different from mm-hmm. you. And I don't care if that's religious, uh, subject matter, political, you name the topic. That's exactly right. We, as, as humans, as souls, however you want to think about it, are so unique and, and different in our own ways. Which is beautiful. It's the body. It's all different parts. And I feel like it's part of our what has made us so strong. Correct. And evolved to become what we are right Correct. now. And yet people are driven to, I think, and what our podcast is summarizing here, artificially. Artificially. Is being uh, imposed on us this uh, this opposition. <laughs> this The liver uh, in opposition to the kidneys. Yeah, inability to work together. You don't have to... Yeah, And quite literally, the opposite is what we need. We need to work together to function. Even if... To survive. Even if we don't agree on everything, you still work together. Does that make sense? Yeah, totally. And it goes from the differences, judgment, and discernment. Judgment means... I'm going to use the analogy because it's so funny. Judgment means that the liver says to the kidneys, everything you think, everything you say is wrong. I disagree with it wholly, and you're a horrible (laughs) organ, and I want nothing to do with you, and I refuse to work with you to make this body live. I'd rather have the body die. I'd rather have everything die on the whole planet because I don't get you. All right? That's judgment. Discernment is, you know, you serve a different function than I do. You know, I don't really understand how your cells work to do that whole level of filtration that you do. I do a different level of filtration. So I don't necessarily think I could vibe with you, kidney cells, but I see that you have a point, and I see that you have a place in this body. So I accept your place in this body. I have no right to judge you. I can discern that I don't want to be a kidney cell. But that's it. I just know I don't want to be a kidney cell. Great. I'm a liver cell. Great. Let's work together. Let's move on for the function of the body. Rather than like spending all the time to say how horrible their job is or how horrible they are and how horrible the liver is. It's like... So I also... That's (laughs) disease. I've spent uh, over a decade uh, practicing martial arts different of different backgrounds, and uh, it's all really intriguing to me. But on another uh, on another um, platform, the martial arts platform, you see things like that too, where people uh, some fighters can think that striking is the best format, and then you'll get this other guy that's like, no, grappling is the way, you know, yeah. <laughs> wrestling all the way. And for each of them, it is. Right. You know and I mean? then for that person, it is. Yeah, and for that person, it is. Each each component, just those two, if we're breaking it down that simply, yeah. striking and wrestling, uh, both of those components are important to a well-balanced fighter. Yeah. Yet they can argue for days about how they think their system is better or their, their particular Back to the distraction. Thing. And it's it's really a, a waste yeah, because it's, a waste. Uh, it's not it's not going to necessarily help them when they get into the ring. It's all about how well they've mastered their own craft and 
uh, are able to, to go of the flow in, in an actual fight. And, and I would ask everybody to just kind of look at the news and look at the whatever they are on, you know, whatever social media, whatever forum they're on. For the average person, how much of it is speaking dualistic things? How many things are making it this against that? How many things are polarizing and causing duality? Just count them. Just look at, just open up your phone and look at how many news articles and then count the ones that have things that would be unifying, where we would be unified as a populace. Unified. There's nothing divisive in there. There's no, you know, like I said, natural disasters or the homeless or the planet or, you know, anything that doesn't have a tinge of something that could be divided. Count them. Just look. Just see. See for yourself how many people are talking about the stuff that really matters. That would scare that 1%. That would scare the corporations if we started as a large group populace in our own ways, in our own groups, in whatever, workplaces, schools, talking about those things. And why is it existing this way? Having open discussions about that and, and what pe- each person feels about it. How is it affecting them personally? Is it affecting them personally on an education level? on a retirement level, on a health level, on a spiritual level, on, you know, feeling alone, on a relationship level, on a parenting level, on taking care of your elderly parents level. Just start taking it from the concept, seeing the personal and going back to the concept and unifying with everybody around you to try and make a change. Because it is not going to happen to us. We can't just sit back and wait for somebody else to solve it for us. It's not going to happen to us. It's going to happen through us. We have to be the change. So that's a powerful, that's an empowering statement. Uh, and, I mean, you could you could say that again. <laughs> it's that important. <laughs> and, and I, no, I, I'm really, I'm saying this because I really believe it. Uh, we are... Most of us, the majority of us, are in this state of just not living life, but... Existing. Existing, being lived, uh, call it however you want, but there's so many people that just feel like nothing's within their control. And we have so many sources giving us a feed, like in social media, like the Facebook feed being fed to you every day. Mm. And not all that stuff... is good for you. It's good for you. No. In fact, I would say the majority of it is not. <laughs> a lot of preservatives, a lot of chemicals, <laughs> GMOs, got everything in there. All the worst stuff coming feed, to you, you know? Yeah. Uh, and so I really feel like uh, that statement, uh, that it, it's not going to happen to us, this change of empowerment. It, it, it's, it's going to happen through us. Yes. That's something that could be said more than once to really get the impact through to, to everyone because I've experienced that in my own life. Every time I have sat down, and I, I have particular things. I love music, and, and that's been something that I've had my whole life. I also love martial arts, but that's where I draw my inspiration from. But as, in, as a musician, I 
every time I've just sat down and gone, all I can do is write my songs and hopefully someone else will put the other pieces together for me. Every time I've done that, nothing happens. And it makes sense, right? Because if you're not actually taking actions to move whatever it is you're doing in the direction of progress, nothing will happen. And I feel like we're there because that's the, uh, the status quo, if you will. That's what everyone is expected to just, you know, work hard and hope. And it can't happen like that. We have to, we have, to have some participation in our lives. And a, a lot of uh, the way our culture is right now is very passive. Mm-hmm. We're and, letting- and we're being fed. We're being fed from these different sources. And we need to disconnect from <laughs> a lot of these sources. It's like what you said. Look at and able f- to see what you really want in your life and start taking action. Look at the feeds that are coming to you. You know, they always call like you're feeding a line feed. Look at the feed that's coming to you and realize what you're being fed. And is that what you want to be fed? Awareness. Yeah. Is it? You. It's, it's just go back to the same thing. Just count how many articles are unifying versus how many things you read make you feel alone or alienated from another group dualistic how many just simple thing and then ask the question why 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 is why are we talking about these why 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 what are we not supposed to be looking at well, I mean, and even in Nazi Germany, they did it. It was it was brilliant. They just basically, there were all these different factions that were necessarily all getting along, and then they, you know, um, they came in there, fascism came in there, Hitler came in there and said, ooh, this is a bad group of people, we're going to go against it, and then everybody got unified. And they stopped caring about whatever thing they didn't get along with, as a German, with the other groups, forget about that because we're all going to gang up on this group and focus on that. And then, you know, the Nazis could manipulate them and pull the wool over their eyes and they wouldn't see it. They couldn't see it. I mean, if you talk to anybody now, they're like, I, you know, I didn't know that all was going on or we just didn't talk about it. It's, it's different, but it's the same taste. Don't, you know... Pull the wool over their eyes. Get everybody up against each other. You can control them. You can totally control them because they're so busy fighting each other. They're so busy being upset about this group or that group or this group or that group. You can control them. So it reminds me of, I believe it's a Mark Twain quote. Uh, History doesn't repeat itself, but it rhymes. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. But, you know, I like that as a musician, too. It's very, uh, it's very true. Things, uh, same taste, same you know, flavor, same rhythm. Maybe not a, 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 the exact same thing repeating itself, but you know, it sure seems a lot like what happened yeah. back in this. Yeah, time and it's in happened history. so many times. I mean, it's in the sociology of war. It's literally using psychology and sociology to manipulate populace. And it's like step-by-step way to do it. And we are literally checking the boxes off. 
in so that. That's a pet peeve of mine. Mm-hmm. I am disturbed by how well manipulation, deception... Um, works. Uh, cults. Work. How it works on humanity. This goes, ties into the thing that we said earlier about everybody feeling alone. But... And powerless. It gives them power. I, I do feel like people are waking up. And that's part of the reason why I feel like this podcast is so important. People are ready to be woken up. They can feel it. Mm -hmm. They know something's not right. But it's a little scary. Because you're stepping out of the comfort. I don't want to make waves. Big waves. I'll make waves about the little stuff. I'll make waves about Trump's impeachment. I'll make waves about... um, different, you know, rights of different groups. And I'll make waves about little things. I mean, those are big things, but they're not if you think about it. Because if you really realize, probably if you got down to it, the bigger thing, you would be in agreement with the other organ. (laughs) It would be Mm -hmm. part of the body. You wouldn't be going, I can't stand your kidneys. You'd be going, I got it. You need to be a kidney. You need to do what you need to do. I embrace the fact that you need to do what you need to do. It may not be my choice. I'm going to do this, but I'm not going to judge you for doing what you need to do. Because it's not as long as it doesn't hurt the body, as long as you're not hurting the whole body, I'm cool with it. That's the way we should look at it. As long as it doesn't harm the whole body, as long as it's not toxic to the whole body, great. Wear purple. Great. You know... Be whatever you need to believe, whatever you need to believe. Do whatever you need to do. Speak whatever you need to speak. If it's not harming the whole body, I may not speak the same thing. I may not believe the same thing, but we're part of one body that needs to work as a whole. Period. End of story. Don't make it complicated. Man, I've always seen it kind of something similar, too. As long as you're not harming anybody. Aha. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's... It's like I don't it's not need that big you to. Deal. I don't need you to agree with me. I don't need to agree with you on whatever it is. And that's the way. It, that's the way it should be. And it's really the message that's the the important thing. The part of we need to be caring about the bigger things for the planet, for each other, and not about caring about in a detrimental way the things that are negative. It's like that one story, the classic story that happened to me that was so telling. Which one is this? I'm not... This is <laughs> I may have heard this one before, have. but I'm going to act like I have the first heard. time. Oh my God, I've never heard this one before. <laughs> it's, the, it's the one where it doesn't matter how people perceive you if they're listening to what you say. Okay. So it's the one where I took my mother's dog to the local vet. Ah, uh, okay, yeah. Yeah, remember? And so... We're in there, and the door's open to the reception area, and the door's open to where all the vets go to get their medication. He just examined my mother's dog. She always sneezed. She was just a very sneezy dog, so she sneezed, and I said, God bless you, to the dog. But it's a um, very Christian area we live in, so the vet assumed that I was saying God bless you to him for helping the dog. Well, I didn't correct him because it didn't make any difference. It wasn't like, no, 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 I wasn't saying that. I was saying it to the dog. didn't matter. So he's, oh, no, no, you don't have to say that. I'm happy to help. And I go, yeah, thank you. That's wonderful. So then I leave to go pay with the dog, and the the receptionist is um, visibly just not herself. 
So I do what I do, and I start talking to her and sensing what's going on and just be there for her and listen and impart some whatever. And at the end of the conversation, she said, I knew you were understand, and I knew you were going to be able to help me because I could tell you were a really good Christian. You know, that you're a very, you know, faithful Christian. I didn't correct her. I didn't say, you know, I don't really have any set box that I fit into. I embrace all of them because that was about me. But she was getting what I was meaning, that she didn't feel alone. She felt that she was, you know, being held by the light and that, you know, this too will pass. All those positive things. And that's what matters, right? And that's what matters. So in her construct, it needed to be Christian and I needed to be a Christian. And I wasn't about to say, no, I'm not. Because it wasn't about me at all, right? I was just being a good conduit. Put the dog in the car. And after the interaction, I said, I need to go get a cup of tea. So I drove to the local coffee shop, and I went in, and there was a long line. So I'm standing in line, and there's a young lady in line ahead of me. And I made eye contact with her. And again, I could tell she was just not feeling pretty good. So I do what I do, and I started up another stranger. Started up a conversation with her. She starts telling me what's going on with her life. I do the same thing that I always do. Try and help him not feel alone. Try and help him feel connected. And um, just help. Period. And at the end of the conversation, and I did not burst out laughing, but man, did I make a mental note of it. She said, I knew you were going to understand. I knew you could help me because I could tell you were a good Wiccan. So in the matter of 10 minutes, not changing my clothes... Not changing any aspect of <laughs> <No> myself. <disguises. laughs> Nothing changed. I looked exactly the same from the vet to the coffee shop. Same person. Same, same person. Outfit. Same outfit. Nothing changed. But I was a Christian and a Wiccan in a matter of 10 minutes. Did I correct either one of them? No. Because it had nothing to do with the box. It had to do with the message. If that person needs to hear it in that framework, fine. I don't need to change that. I don't need to judge that. I don't need to correct that. It's the message, it's the unifying that's the important part, not that you fit in this box or another box. Because if you're really doing it, it doesn't matter. Yeah, and that's also where I resonate from, is that place of just being down to earth and truly connected with people, regardless of whether uh, they're... Anything, a Christian, a Taoist, a, a nothing, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> whatever atheist, you call yourself, you know. Atheist doesn't matter. It's, it's the connection that matters. Mm-hmm. Real it's the whole body. It's the whole body. Because the body has to work together. Yeah. Different elements need to work together in order right. for it to function. Right. It's like the blood saying, you know, I'm sorry, I can only fill and help and give sustenance, <laughs> provide oxygen, <cells>. provide oxygen <laughs> and everything to just this little group of cells known as the liver and the rest of you I, I unless you recognize the fact that I only talk to I mean even when you put it in those it, it's humorous it doesn't it's, make it's any like, sense doesn't make any sense but that's what we do I think that's the that's thing what we do. I really appreciate about nature though is that nature reveals um something deeper yep. about everything really yeah uh, if you look at nature the human body um, the way different organisms uh, operate together in the same system 
Symbiotic relationships. It's a collaboration. It's not a, a one thing winning over the rest. Nothing in isolation. And that's... We have thousands of examples around. Thousands of analogies. And that's, I think, the thing that's making me so upset is I really feel that it's artificial. I really feel like human, human souls, human spirits, human do not resonate that way. That's not their natural way of being. And it's being artificially created and artificially induced upon us. Just look at any kid, any toddler. Right. You know, yeah. they don't they don't have the same psychological scars and weird no. hang ups that right. adults do. No. And they're just there and present. Like you said, in most animals if they're just in their pure state and they haven't had bad things happen to them. It's very that's the thing that's making me mad is that when I look at the news and I look at if I pull up and look at it and just to see the pattern. Not like the specifics, but the pattern. It's very obvious. It's extremely obvious. It's conscious. It's it's making us be unnatural. Because it's not our natural state. Our natural state is to say, I don't necessarily agree with what you think about certain things, but you're not harming anybody with what you think. Really. You know, you're not going out there and hurting. That's a different realm. That's a like a cancerous cell. That's a... One that causes disease to the body. But the rest of them, it's like, you need to have your belief system. You need to have your perspective. You need to have your identification. You need to have all that. And I embrace that you need all that. And now that I've embraced it, and you've embraced who I am, let's get this body healed. Let's, let's heal the whole. Let's heal everything instead of getting caught up on the little stuff that's causing disease. And that's the way it feels to me. Like, dis. Ease. Yeah, just with the space, ease. You, you can feel it. Uh, we feel the isolation. We feel um, the intolerance. The uh, I think disease is a good word. <laughs> it pretty much sums it up. Right. You, know, you, you go out uh, anywhere into the world and you interact with people and you realize uh, just how much I feel you can really sense how much artificial uh, manipulation is happening on a psychological level. Yep. And the thing that I want to talk about... And I want, want that to shift. Yeah. The thing I want to talk about the next time is the fact that we are being kept from our natural evolution. That evolutionarily, we are supposed to be at a different level that I know. I know that. For a fact. I live, I live it. So the next one is... I want to, you know, talk about our evolution that's being stifled.